This is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. Subscribe, rate, and review. Amazon, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, check us out. And don't forget about the Instagram at That Guy Jig. But we're talking NFL. We're talking NFL. The offseason is still rolling. And it's young. It's young. It's just now getting started. It hasn't yet even really started to really run. It's kind of at like a really, really slow crawl. A nice crawl is where we're at. But but Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Jingleheimer Schmidt, his name is my name too, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler, and DeAndre Swift all have one thing in common. And that one thing that they have in common is that they are all free agents. This is a huge free agent market this year for running backs. All the good ones are out there. They tried to unionize. It really didn't work. They have, they have successfully made it to where people believe the running back position is something that you can just draft. It's something that you can just pick. Now, granted, if you have a great offensive line, if you have a good offensive line, then that probably is true for your team. Because one thing we must understand is, even though we might not know who the running back's name is, meaning he's not a Saquon Barkley, he's not a Derrick Henry, if you have a good offensive line, you'll be successful. Because what do I say, folks? Though we critique these people, these guys are the best 1% of the world. They are the best of the best, sir, with honors. And we have to remember that. So if they are, if they are selected... Most of the time, there's a reason for it. Now, there are guys that are over-selected. There's, a guy, there's guys that are drafted higher than what they should be drafted because of their name, because of where they played, or what conference they played in. Now, these, this is true. But there are also guys who go and play Division One, AA, Division Two, who get drafted, or you know, D1, and, and they get drafted seventh round. They get drafted in the fourth round, and they still make a name for themselves. And those running backs as of late have been the more attractive thing. Because you can find a good running back that played three years in the Big 12. You can find a good running back that played three years in the SEC. That's a solid running back. Remember, Damian Pierce was not a household name in college. He was a solid running back, don't get me wrong. He was a solid running back. But not everybody knew who Damian Pierce was coming out of college. And he was not a first-round pick. So you can find success at the running back position in later rounds. And that has been the storyline for the past few seasons. Like I said, they tried to unionize. It did not work. They tried to boost their value. It did not work. They do not take you seriously. Now, there's a couple running backs out there. Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara that have set themselves apart because of what they do, because of what they are to their teams. You take Alvin Kamara away from the Saints, I don't know if they are as successful as they are, and they aren't very successful as it is. But you can't blame it on Alvin Kamara. That's what we will not do. Christian McCaffrey, the same thing. Win healthy, win good. The guy's unstoppable. He is the best running back in the NFL. Him and Alvin Kamara. And as you can see, that's why those two are locked up. Because those guys are going to pass. I mean, they're sorry, they're going to receive. They're going to rush. And hell, they might pass the ball. I don't know. But they can do it all, is my point. It's hard to tackle them one-on-one. 
So guys like that, you can see why they are at the cream of the crop. They are at the top of the list. And you may say, well, Jig, Austin Eckler is a dual threat you know, running back. Indeed. Indeed he is. But is Austin Eckler healthy? Is he consistently healthy? And Austin Eckler had a very bad year during contract year. If there's one year you don't want to fuck up, it's during the contract year. When you have to go in and ask your boss for a raise, you don't want to go in there with a terrible last year of work. I can't go in there and ask my boss for a raise right now if I've been missing work. If I've missed more than 20 to 35 days in a year, it's going to be really hard for you to go in there and ask for a raise. And if you're missing 30 to 40 days a year, I want your job if you're still employed. Because in my line of work, I don't think you would be working. And this is what Austin Eckler is equivalently doing. He's missing games. He's not being productive. It's one thing to miss games and still be productive. That's one thing. But when you're missing games and then not being productive, on top of a year where everybody in L.A. was under the, was under the microscope, Every single person, the quarterback, the coach, the running backs, the, the, the tight ends, the receivers, everybody is under a microscope for the Chargers. And you come out there and you don't do your job, but yet you're asking for more money. You want more money. You want more guarantees. That's interesting. That's an interesting concept. But then I look at a guy like Derrick Henry who is a consistent 1,000-yard rusher, who is a consistent, just straight Iron Man for the NFL at probably the toughest position to play as far as physical demand. The running back position is a very hard position to play in the NFL. He plays it to the fullest. He plays it to the elite level of, like I said, a 1,000-yard rusher consistently doesn't miss many games. Now that's a guy you can bring in. A contender might bring him in. And if you're Derrick Henry to play for a contender because you just spent the last decade of your career in Tennessee, you might, you just might, just might go to a contender for less money. You might go to a Baltimore Ravens, you know? You might, you might take less money and go to the Cowboys. You might go to the Texans. You might go to one of these teams on a lesser of a deal because you're trying to contend. Josh Jacobs, Jingleheimer, Schmidt, that guy, he is one of my personal favorite running backs in the NFL. But we must put personal bias aside. Josh Jacobs did not have a good year, same as Austin Eckler. In a situation where everybody was under the microscope, you did not perform. That's not a good look. Saquon, he's in, you know, he's in a kind of a, a, a odd situation. Injuries last season, but overall, we see what Saquon has done. We know what he can do. And Saquon's one of these guys that, like I've said, I would love to see the Arizona Cardinals make the call. I would love to see these things. But guess what? Not all things are, are to be seen. But what I'm telling you is Saquon Barkley leaves to the imagination, what could this guy do on a contender? What could this guy do 
with any, a good offensive line, a solid offensive line. Hell, you know what? What could this guy do with the threat of a wide receiver? See, because let's not get confused. A lot of the problems in New York is the fact that Daniel Jones is not a good quarterback in the NFL. Let's just start there. Can we please start there? Daniel Jones has not lived up to the money. He has not lived up to expectations. So we have to understand that that right there is a defense. I don't have to respect your quarterback, so I'm damn sure not respecting the wide receivers. The wide receivers that they have in, 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 in New York for the Jets are average at best. They got a guy from Tennessee who's a real speedster, but once he learns how to run a route other than a vertical, he might be good. I'm talking about Jalen Wyatt, if you don't know. Hyatt, if you don't know. So what they have right there is, Saquon Barkley leaves to the imagination, what can this guy do on a contender? And if you're a contender who needed a running back, Dallas, because I'm sorry, Tony Pollard, you're a free agent, bud, but you have to go somewhere where you're running back B. You can't be number one anymore. You are not an RBA. You're, 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 I'm sorry, you're just not that. It, it was a good idea. And everybody thought, you know, this is this is the guy that was because when Ezekiel Elliott is getting all the all the number all the number one pressures, it's different. It's a lot. It's it, it's easy. It's easy to come in and be the spellback, you know, and 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 come in and and run these run these quick plays, these quick dashes, you know, get this, you know, just it's easy to be the number two. But when you're the number one. When you're the when you're the one the defense is keying in on, when you're the one that's highlighted on the game plan, it's different. It's a different type of air you have to breathe. That's what I'm telling you. And that's why Tony Pollard is out in Dallas. And that's why Dallas will be looking in to bring in one of these running backs. Somebody who can consistently give them a running a run game. Because that's what they're saying right now. They're saying Tony Pollard's the reason why we can't run the ball. Okay. Well, we'll bring somebody else in. We'll bring somebody else in. And we'll see what we can do. DeAndre Swift, solid year. Solid year. But with that offensive line, you you know, it, it comes to question, do I really need a running back like that? Do I need to pay a running back? See, that's what I was talking about in the beginning of the show. A team like like the Eagles, they're a team that they could draft a running back in the fourth round and be just fine. They're a team that can that will be all right. Same with the Baltimore Ravens. You, I mean, look at the Ravens. Some of the Ravens' best production came from a guy that was drafted late. So that's the move. So uh, that so what are these teams going to do? You you see what's out there. You see what's available. And if I'm a contender, I like a couple of these options. If I'm a contender, I truly like a couple of these options. We're moving on, though, because during this free agency, we got to remember that Kirk Cousins is a free agent. So Kirk Cousins can indeed leave. He can indeed leave, which all signs are pointing that the Vikings are looking at other options to make sure, because you just don't ever know. Sam Darnold is on the radar. I think that is a wild, um, a wild thing to say out loud, that we're considering replacing Kirk Cousins with Sam Darnold. I hope that was just a joke. I don't. I, I hope they're just trying to put out some, you know, some, 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 some feelers. You know, I hope they're just saying stuff, kind of. You know, seeing what's out there. 
Sam Howell has been a name that's been brought up a lot. Teams are trying to see if he's available. That is also, I think, more of a backup role. If you can get Sam Howell in for a back of the Jets. If I'm the Jets, you trade Zach Wilson. You've already told him he can go seek a trade. So you let him go. You bring in Sam Howell to, you know, to back up Aaron Rodgers. You got your future and you got your present. Sam Howell threw 20 picks last year. That is a lot of interceptions for a starting quarterback. But he also showed you a lot of promise. So he can, he can definitely make something happen. Especially if he got a couple years to learn under the right under the right veteran. So I like that. I like that idea. Brandon Ayuk will probably be moved. I'm hearing the Raiders. I'm hearing the Raiders will try to make something happen with him and Devontae Adams and get that receiving core restored. So that's always good. That would be good for Brandon Ayuk, a 1,300-yard receiver this last season. Didn't end the way he wanted it to. He's pretty pretty upset about that. So I think it would be a good idea for them to maybe move on from him and you see them draft another guy, a young guy, bring them into the focal point and see what's going on. But look for Brandon Ayuk. Listen, there's teams out there that are ready to spend some money. Titans, Bears, Patriots, Commanders, Colts, and Texans all have the highest salary cap available in the NFL. So look for these teams to spend some money, especially if the, if you're the Texans. You saw what you did this year. All you can do is is try to spend is try to spend some money and keep everything in place. Spend some money, get this young guy as much talent around him as possible, and ride this wave. If you're the Colts, you're trying to do the same thing. You're trying to get Anthony Richardson so much talent that he doesn't want to run. You want to get Anthony Richardson so much talent that he doesn't think about slamming his head against the turf. He wants to get the ball out the space. Josh Downs is a great receiver if he can stay healthy. Michael Pittman Jr. the same. You got to re-sign him. They've already said that they expect him to be back. So that means they are going to put it in the... in the ignition, in the ignition, start the truck to sign Michael Pittman Jr. Because you got to sign him. He's a great wide receiver. He's a good number one for you. You don't really have one. And you would hate for him to end up at the Texans. Because like I said, the Texans have money. The Texans have money. They have enough salary cap where they can go out there and poach themselves a good high ticket item. A good wide receiver. And if you get a good another good wide receiver, you saw what C.J. Stroud did with the wide receiver core. Tank Dale got hurt, unfortunately. He comes back. Hopefully he comes back stronger and better than ever. Nico Collins had a great year. Dal- Dalton Schultz, good tight end. Devin Singletary is pretty good. So if you're the Texans, I'm looking to bring in one of these running backs and probably a wide receiver. I'm spending money. I'm opening up my checkbook because I need to win a championship or at least compete. I got C.J. Stroud, man. And he is looking like he is a true generational talent. A true generational player. It looks like we drafted that guy. We finally got us one. So the last thing that I want to do is mess this up. I have to roll and ride this wave. Cowabunga. We're getting nasty with it. Surf's up. We're riding the CJ Stroud wave. We have to bring in more people. We have to bring in weaponry. We cannot, we cannot allow him 
to think that he is that he is unwanted. So that's why if I'm the Texans, I'm bringing in multiple, multiple free agents. I'm trying to make a run for next year. I want this. I want what my crowd saw this year, this last season, and C.J. Stroud's first year. I want that to be the normal. I want my fans to, to wake up every year when the season starts, not to think of the old Texans of old. Not to think if we're going to get a lottery pick. But no, we are going to compete in the AFC South every single year because we got C.J. Stroud and we have him with some good talent. And that's what it's about for me. There's teams out there that can make some moves. The Bengals, they, they too have a, lot of, have a lot of salary cap. That's why I was very surprised with the franchise tag of T. Higgins. Because with the money they have, I figure you go out there you get you some offensive linemen, and then you draft another wide receiver because you know what? You're still drafting in the top, top, uh, top twenty. You're pick number eighteen this year, so you can definitely go out there, get you someone very, a very good offensive lineman, and then still draft you a wide receiver earlier, and no one says a thing. That's my whole thing. But I'm just a couch coach. I am not a uh, GM. <laughs> I'm not a professional. I'm just saying what I would do on Madden. And you know what? I have a good record on Madden. Won a couple couple Super Bowls. But at any rate, this is one of three. You know how it'd be. And you know how we coming with it. Every, every Consistency. This is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. And I am him, J-I-G. Subscribe, rate, and review. I appreciate all the listeners. I appreciate all the subscribers. We're going to drop this one. We have two more coming this week. College basketball is heating up. March Madness is upon us. Conference tournaments are upon us. It's getting real. The NBA is in the home stretch. We're talking about MVPs. Candidates are starting to pull away. We're talking about defensive players. Rookie of the year looks like it's sold up. But once again, I appreciate the listen. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Peace.